Hey. hey, here we are back in the Snarf Talk studio. Maybe for a second time. We don't know. We don't know. The we first time know. we thought we were recording live, but we don't know if it was live or not. Yeah. it's It didn't come up on my Facebook page. And normally I've got Facebook rocking and rolling in front of me. Rocking, rocking and rolling down to the tent we're going. Yeah. Um, we were live because now I can see it. And oh, you so can. I could see our first one. So sorry about that. If you uh, hopefully you rejoin us, you only it was only a minute. Yeah, it was one minute. I never got a notification. Normally, I get a notification right away. Yeah. Instantaneously, Facebook will tell me when Snarf Talk is live, which they should. So anyway, as I was saying, as we were saying, um, yeah, what I was saying was, what was I saying? <laughs> Wait, I had a whole monologue I was getting into about something. Um, oh, man, this is aggravating. Okay, now I got our fate. We were live. We're I back. Wonder, I wonder what happened. I don't know. We're back. We're here. We're a day late. We're an hour late. We're what? late. Six dollars short. <laughs> All that just stuff. Late. Oh, I remember now. I was saying our demographic are people that are of our same age and season of life. Yes. And they're not going out. You know, they're sitting at home on a Friday night and they need something to do. They're like, we're sick of talking to our significant others and we just need something to escape with. Yeah. And that's us. We're here at nine o'clock, nine thirteen, and you can escape. With Snarf Talk into a world that is only ours, you know, like just <laughs> a never ending story. Yeah. Dude, we need to put that on uh, Snarf Talk homework. Speaking of Snarf Talk homework, if you've been following along with us, uh, the homework for this two week next week, yeah, next week, uh, we do next uh, show, which should be Thursday night next week, is Maybe. the Phantom. It is the Phantom, the Billy Zane epic. Is that what it's called? The yeah. Ep- the Billy Zane And I epic. started it the other night. I did fall oh, asleep, you did? but okay, I did start I watching it. I was uh, rather... Let down? No, I was, oh. I was rather surprised at the production value. It was pretty decent. That has gets a me real, excited. It has a real Indiana Jones vibe to it. I've and then a big purple... Uh, guy in eggplant shows latex up. right <laughs> i've never seen it i've never seen it i've never watched it i've seen the pictures of what the phantom looks like yeah so that will be our homework for next week that's no. what we're watching uh last week we uh, did our review of the homework that was the running man i highly recommend you go back and watch that agree. and then go back and listen to our review yeah um it was a great movie it really was I'm not, I'm not holding out the same kind of hope for the Phantom, but we'll see. But we're going to put Never Ending Story on the list. I think that would be a really yeah. good one. Because uh, I cried so hard when that horse died. A horse dies? Oh, he, man. I don't remember it at all. Oh, my gosh. Gets stuck in that pit. The pit of despair. Oh, my gosh. That's exciting. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's terribly sad. Um, Nolan's with us. He's cleaning bathrooms. And he definitely needs an escape. Yes. <laughs> which we... We'll give you. You can live in our world that is fantasy. Yeah. This is a world that we create on our own to escape our own lives. Uh, if Dirk's still with us, hey, Dirk, uh, did you ever get, did you ever plant anything? Oh, yeah. Did you ever get your planter together and <laughs> put seeds because in the like ground? Because like I was, when I finished, 
He said his was still in pieces in the shop floor. Yeah, that's rough. We'll see. I just... uh, That's a rough go. We are today, like, full force, kind of full force, starting to put on uh, nitrogen. You want it to be full force. I want it to be full force. I can't keep any of this junk running, Jerry. (laughs) I can't do it. Listen, you told me a month ago you should have bought a new one. And now you're telling me, man, I should have bought a new one. I can't deal with this junk anymore. Everything I get in is garbage. I Yesterday, I had to go hook up the old planter because I wanted to finish planting sweet corn. Oh, okay. But yeah, there was yeah. three things parked in front of it in the shed. And then Who one, did that? And then one thing outside the shed parked in front of it. Okay. Before this, I wanted to hook up my nitrogen tanker. Yeah. Go in the semi, completely dead. All right. Scratch that idea. I'm going to hook up the planter. Yeah. Four separate things. I got into to move, we're all dead. Oh my gosh. How is that possible? I don't even know. I feel like there's like, a conspiracy what? at this point in my life. It when when you get in five separate vehicles that are all dead so, and in front of where you need to be working. This is funny. It's like a conspiracy I, at that point. I watch uh the millennial farmer on YouTube. We've talked about him before. Uh Minnesota Millennial Farmer. And every time he gets in a piece of equipment, it is dead. Yeah. And he said the same thing. And he's even put in shutoff switches, like literally like cutoff switches that cut the battery off from everything else. And he turns them off. And then he turns it back on, gets in the equipment, tries to start it, and they never start. I don't understand how this is a thing. Is farm equipment just not very good at electrical? Well, I <laughs> like I don't get it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Most most so, things I don't typically have huge my semis are always dead. I got some why? kind of a phantom power draw and oh, you need I, to take all of the stereos out of them. I just need to figure that out and it I've been trying to figure that out for I've been gonna figure that out for like three years. Been now. gonna <laughs> <laughs> I've been gonna do that. So anyway. Okay. So you did you plant sweet corn then? I did. I finished planting sweet corn. Yep. It took you six hours to get the equipment out, <laughs> but you did it. I mean, it's a super important thing, but yeah. I well, mean, it didn't take me long, but... It's important to me. Yeah. So I finished planting sweet corn. I still got to plant some beans, putting on nitrogen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not very many beans. No, maybe like 10 to 20 acres. Is it that many? There's a lot this year. Oh, that seems like... But a it's a real more. mess. I don't even know how it's going to work. So... I'm planting beans in a nursery, uh-huh. all right? And it's where we j- just removed trees this spring. So there's big holes. Big. Like big holes. Two to three foot deep holes <laughs> in rows in these areas, right? So that's always been the challenge is like figuring out what to do with that. So this year I tried a new approach. I took, a, I took the tree planter, which is essentially just a big like makes a big trench. Yeah. That you put the trees in. It's almost like a tile boot. Yeah, it's like a boot. And then it's got um, scrapers on the back angled so that it pushes the dirt back in. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm just going to run down just like I'm planting trees, and it's just going to fill it all back in. It'll be solid gold. Sounds good. Yeah, well, it kind of made it so now there's trenches. Because all that soil is loose, right? Hmm. So you sink down in there. So it's like a washboard. Yeah. And then in between, there is grass. Like, that's been planted for years. Yeah. So that peels up like sod. So I got from a neighbor a different implement. Um, it's a different... It's a chisel plow, but it's uh, a little more beefy than the 
crappy little one that I have. Oh, really? It's got like four inch twisted shanks on it. Twisted shanks? Yeah. What do those do? Um, they're Is supposed it... to turn over the soil a little bit. So like the shovel on the end, like the, the shank is twisted? The, sh- the shank the shank goes down and then you bolt onto that these the, the chisel points. And oh. they're like basically like little plows that kind of come up at an angle. Oh, they're an angle. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's got some straight discs on the front. Anyway, so I thought this was going to be amazing. So I yeah, hit those spots good. like five or six times. Okay. Just beat the shit out of the ground. <laughs> um, but what that did was leave like really knee lumpy. deep uh, grooves. Oh, I my mean, gosh. Because, because it's, you're doing it in a sod. So it's just like peeling up these little like eight foot long things of sod that are just floating in the air. That look, They look like confetti snakes going off. It's <laughs> like when you open one of those cans and the snakes pop out. Yeah. That's like all everything behind this chisel plow that's going through <laughs> of sod. And uh, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to be able to plant anything into this. Right. So then I just went out tonight with the disc to try and beat it down. I dissed it down like five times. Did that do anything? Yeah, it helped a lot. It did? Yeah. I think if I let it get a rain on it, and then maybe hit it with a fuel cultivator. I was just going to say, you've you got to come over it with a fuel cultivator to level it Probably. out, Probably. Right? It's still full of chunks of sod, but... They'll rot away. Plan into it, man. You already planted into sod once this year. And they're all up. Oh, they are? Looks great. Planted into a hay field. No kidding. Yeah. And it's coming up. No-till. Wow. Do it again. Into the random chunks of sod. Dirk, Dirk said, said moldboard plow. Yeah, I know. I um, that's a that's an option. I didn't have one kind of handy this year, so I'm gonna work on getting one like over the summer. I have one. It's just really old. Oh, you do? Oh, who would have thought? It's really, really old. old. And uh, I don't know how worthy it is of actual use. But Dirk also said we did, meaning he did get planted. Uh, he said he's got 300 left of corn oh, and 400 beans. Uh, cultimulture. Uh, yeah, I've used one of those in the past. I don't have one. I borrowed one from a neighbor. Um, what is a cultimulture? Well, I, don't I guess I don't is. know exactly what that is. I use what's called a cultipacker. I'm not sure if I've it's heard the same of a cultipacker, but um, I still don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. Um, or similar looking thing. It's basically just like a roller with shovels. No, not shovels, like spiky, like a... Tines? You, you ever see at a construction site those uh, rollers, but they have like the spikes on the rollers? Oh, yes. It's like Many that. of those. Yes, yeah, but small. Angled. It's just basically heavy, and it beats everything down. But are they They're angled? No. No? No. There's just like, it's like a roller. A coltum mulcher looks like a little more aggressive than a cultipacker, but... Okay. You need that then. I do. Actually, that would probably would work really well. All right, well. Dirk, if you got one, bring it up here. Chris needs it for the nursery. I mean, you know what would work great is like a big ass um, rototiller. That, that would, would work. That we, would work. I've really used good. one in the past. We had one that we used to borrow from a neighbor. A big one? Yeah, big the, one. They make big. Oh, yeah. They make big ones. This was a big one. Huh. Well, this was like then a just 20, borrow that again. It was like a 20 footer. Or something. Yeah, yeah, just do that again. Uh, it's not to be found anymore. That seems like you'd have to have what a, to it. a really big tractor in order to run something like that. It wasn't 20 foot, but it was pretty good size. I was going to say, 20 foot seems like the PTO would have to be real beefy. Yeah. Um, 
So the Colta Mulcher or Colta Packer that I used to use, Dirk, um, yes, the wheels would pick it up like inches off the ground, and it takes up the entire road, and it, they're huge and deep. Because he says they don't travel. And well. they just got, they're very tippy because the wheels are in the middle. Yeah. It's a ridiculous thing. Really? <laughs> yes. It sounds awful. Um, no, I mean. They don't fold at all. No. Not it the didn't. one I had. But I'll be honest, I didn't have great results with that. So I don't think that hmm. it didn't really work in my circumstance. There's lots of clods. But you would think that it would beat those down. Like, I don't know. The Maybe the one I had just wasn't right heavy enough. Them. Maybe the one I had just wasn't heavy enough. You need heavy stuff. Anyway, the disc is working pretty well. Listen, I've got a bunch of cinder blocks. Oh, okay. Thanks. We can stack those on top. It'll be just like when we did your yard. Yes. You, you can sit on the back. I drilled grass seed into Jerry's yard with a little cedar. It's super dry. But it way. was so dry and hard that it wouldn't even do anything. It wouldn't put the no. seed into the ground. So Just uh, basically laid on top. We decided to drag drag it with a pallet behind mm-hmm. his Polaris. Right? Yeah. And that, was, that wasn't working. It, well, I mean, it did end up working. I had... Some cinder blocks on top of a pallet. The problem was the cinder blocks wouldn't stay on the pallet because I was turning too fast and they'd roll off. I tried slowing down. They still fell off. And Chris was like, you know what? I'll just sit on the pallet. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I won't roll off. I said, man, that sounds like a great idea. And he did. He sat on the pallet and I drug him around in my yard. (laughs) And I tell you what best grass i've ever worked grown. great looked beautiful <laughs> it did i got a face full of dirt for oh, a, you an hour and a half but <laughs> covered in dirt that was one of the best ideas you've ever had and and like you said because jamie was talking about your brother-in-law was talking about planting grass like this was i think last year i don't remember when it was now but he was talking about planting grass and he's like ah oh, it's way too late for that and you're like Jerry did it. <laughs> He's like, he did it in like almost June and planted grass. It was super dry and it came up beautifully. Yeah. But Jamie wasn't thinking about dragging you around on a pallet. <laughs> no, that's what it takes. That was the secret. Uh, Dirk's right. Weather and catching the soil when it's just right makes a difference. Yes. So when I was doing it with the Cultipacker, it was bone dry. I mean, so dry. It probably would work better right now because it's pretty, pretty fluffy out there. Moist. Yes. That's the word you wanted to say. Moist. You yeah. wanted to say that word. So anyway, but that also, the disc is working pretty well. Well, hopefully it works out for you. But I do you need know. a cult of mulcher. Bring, bring me one, Dirk. So you're saying if you don't get one of those, and if the disc doesn't work, your entire farming career is ruined. No, it's 10 acres of cover crop beans. <laughs> right. So it doesn't really matter. But Just I do... Throw the f- Freaking beans in the ground, Chris. I do know a guy in. north of Morris that has a 20-foot rototiller. Legit. What do you use to pull that thing? I'd probably need the big tractor. The That's 80, what I mean. Like the 8330 or something. You'd have to have something big to... Oh, yeah. The PTO would have to be super beefy in order to use a rototiller beefy. that size. Yeah. Heinz beans sized PTO. Oh, Heinz beans PTO. <laughs> I guarantee you Heinz makes a PTO somewhere. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> and they sell it to England. <sighs> they wouldn't do it in the United States, that's for sure. So um, anyway, that's my... Uh... So we have something to fix, Christopher. 
and uh, we made a bit of an oops. It's called Snarf Corrections. We've had that segment before. We have, yeah. Yeah. We've had a lot of Snarf Corrections, actually, over the last 129 episodes. Yes. A lot of episodes. Um, But it deals with Snarf Madness. And Snarf Madness, you know, we last episode we told everybody the winners and um, we gave Alex a big round of applause like, holy smokes, Alex wins another Snarf Madness, like second one out of three. Tim said, holler random rototiller, the same width as his planner, probably still in your yard. Interestingly enough, that's the one I used to borrow and it is not in my yard anymore. I don't know where it is. Nobody seems to know. It just including the person that owns it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. Yeah, and I do think it was 20 foot because he had, I believe, uh, an eight-row planner. That would make sense. And isn't that 20 feet? Yes, eight rows. That's 20 feet. Yeah. So it was that big, and it didn't take that much horsepower to run. It just seems like it would. No, because we used to run it with a 4440. You got that sitting out in the yard. Yeah, it's hooked up. Yeah. Ready to roll. Brand new tires on the front. Wow. That's what I'm using to side dress. some money. Yeah. It's amazing. Why Two, $250 a tire. That sucks. <laughs> Seems expensive. Cheaper than other, the rear tires. Not, not really. It's not? It's cheaper than the tires I put in my truck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you got expensive tires. My gosh. I got to put new tires on the van. That van chews through tires, and it constantly gets flats. It's always got a nail. You know what? When, when I had a van, I specifically uh, requested and put on Dura truck tires. They don't make them that small. Yes, they do, like for an S10. I put on tires that were made for like a small truck, like That's a Ranger. That's what I need to get because... Just head up and see my boy Kevin at Morris Tire and Alignment. I just talked to Kevin today. Tell him you want He's the one who told me. He's tires. like, man, they don't make good tires for vans. Yeah, I, I, got, I got them on there. Maybe you need to get yourself a dirge Grand Caravan <laughs> he, instead of some Chinese... He literally told me on the phone, you need a truck tire for these type of vans. They just don't make them. I used to get them all the time. Yeah, I need a truck tire. It was one off of a Ford Ranger or an S10. Okay, I'll ask him. Because he gave me a quote for... They don't last as long, but... He gave me a quote for some uh, Goodyear tires that are supposed to last 85,000 miles. And he's like, they won't last that long on your van because it's heavy and they chew through tires. He's like, but it's the best tire you can get for a van. But for it's it's expensive for four tires and brakes and rotors, yeah, all around. You could do that yourself. I could. I'm just saying it's expensive either way. Rotors are expensive. Not really. Yeah, they are. They're always expensive. They're like seventy bucks. No, they're not. Rotors, yeah. like brake pads, yes, those you can get cheap. Rotors are not that cheap. What year is your van? A 2015 Honda Odyssey. I'm going to look them up. Okay, please do. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Snarf Madness real quick. I already started, and he rudely interrupted me. We told Alex he was the winner because we didn't know like the names on the brackets. There was no names on two of these brackets. And we had the assumption that the name on one of the brackets was Alex's because when I went back and looked in our emails, I looked at the emails from them or from Alex. And I had assumed the first one was from Alex. So we gave him all of the credit. 
He was my winner and your absolute last place loser. Turns out that's not the truth. It was Heather. Heather Jenkins won my bracket. She is the winner of Snarf Madness 2021. Yay! For Jerry's bracket, and she is the absolute worst loser for your bracket. Yes, that's like, right. Like disgusting, like absolute really horrific loser for your bracket. But she did great on mine. She won it. So she is the one that's going to get the gift card for Amazon. Alex is going to be forgotten. Yeah, never he, to win again. I mean, I don't see him sitting here. You know, he never comes back on the show, so yeah, he's forgotten. So Erica won mine, and Heather won yours, and that means we have a double female winner. The future is female, Jerry. Yeah. And we should invite either one of them on the show. I don't know why they don't come on. Open invitation. Erica, oh, I live in Florida. Well, fly back. Come it's on. not that hard. Southwest has really cheap flights. Of course. And they don't charge you for bags. It's not a big deal. Uh, by the way, Duralast brake rotor for a 2015 Honda Odyssey, sixty six ninety nine. Really? Yeah, or seventy five. Buy me four ninety nine. Or if you want to go with Duralast Gold, with higher carbon content for maximum heat dis- dissipation, quieter braking, and longer life, that's ninety six dollars. Man, that's expensive. <laughs> it's really not in the in the grand scheme of things. How often do you replace brake rotors? Every five years or probably, so? I own the van, so I'm only probably going to do it one more time. Yeah. Like this time is the only time I'm going to do it. But either way, that's 400 bucks. So my... Uh, that's 400 bucks for just the rotors. And then you got to figure, what, 250 for the brake pads? My 2005 Ford F650 delivery truck mm-hmm. um, goes through a set of rotors every single year. Why? And last year, it didn't even make it. It made it to November, and the rotor actually wore away to nothing. <laughs> How is that possible? It wore to nothing, Jerry. You're buying very cheap rotors. No, I mean, I, they only, you can only get the... Like one style. Yeah, of there's one rotor yeah. for that, and they're huge. And, um, yeah, it's, I think it's a operator... I was going to say, like, there's some serious breaking going on. <laughs> there is some serious breaking. Like, I mean, hard. it only lives in stop and go traffic. Yeah, that's rough. But that is rough when you're going up to Chicago or the city a lot and you've got a full load of trees 20,000, 25,000 pounds. On, yeah, of yeah. trees and you're stopping and going and stopping and going. I'm surprised that engine hasn't blown. Just had it rebuilt. Well, that's sad. Well, not rebuilt. I had an overhead job done on it. Hmm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> sounds just like adjusting the valves. Sounds like something you'd look valve clearances. You'd look from above on. Yes, overhead. Overhead. Yeah. yeah. That uh, that truck is tired, Jerry. <laughs> is <laughs> it's it really? tired? It's uh, every year it looks at me and it's like I've paid my dues, man. <laughs> no, it's like. It's like, someone kill me now. <laughs> Every year it looks at you like, put me down, Chris. Please put me down. <laughs> When's it going to be my time? <laughs> it's my time now. To retire. Daddy, it's my time. Put me out the pasture. Please. <laughs> let me go, Daddy. You can't find trucks like that anymore. They don't make a lot of those. You uh, can. It's called Richie Brothers. No, they don't make... You can now you can buy like a new F six fifty. They're surprisingly not that expensive. Really? They're like twenty five hundred bucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, seems you would cheap. think a truck that seems size, cheap. you know, you would expect, oh, fuck, that's going to be $100,000. You can get it for like sixty grand, which is about the cost oh. of a pickup truck. Wow, yeah. Your days. truck would cost that now. I don't know. I didn't pay that much for it. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, now, right now, your truck would cost that. No, I don't think a so. A new one? Yes, it would. No. Mine's a bare bones, man. Gas motor. I understand. Bare bones trucks are expensive. I don't know. My truck was involved in a head-on collision. Ooh, well, rear-end collision. A rear-end collision. So, Well, it was head-on for your truck, rear-end for the A semi-truck. Semi. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was not the said operator of that vehicle at the time. but I'm, I'm sorry about that. It's fine. Dirk said more downshifting. He's correct. They need to downshift more on an automatic vehicle. Yeah, I mean, it's an automatic, so. That's the bad part about it. Just do what you do. I guess you're just going to buy rotors. Just buy rotors, man. Well, either way, I'm not buying rotors. Or I don't want to buy rotors, I should say. Anyway. Next. Snarf correction complete. Future is female. They win and they dominate Snarf Madness 2021. They did. And they will both be getting $50 gift cards, of which they're not allowed to share with their significant others. No. In the case of You cannot buy anything for Alex. And Erica, you could not buy anything for your significant other. I don't remember her name. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Next thing I wanted to talk about. This isn't big news. This isn't anything. Is this a spring stretcher? Oh. It's kind of a spring stretcher. Because I have a spring stretcher, too, after you're done. Okay. I guess this I... This brings w- about the spring stretcher segment yeah, of Snarf Talk Podcast. Yeah. Snarf spring stretchers. And it's like, you know, if you don't know about this, it's like, what grinds my gears or what, like, makes me mad? What stretches my springs? Okay? And my springs are stretched by people that enjoy rhubarb. Do you- That's it. Do you like rhubarb? Actually, pe- no, I don't. No, it, nobody should. But my grandma had a rhubarb patch, and she always used to make rhubarb pie. Yeah, and everybody would go crazy over it. It's not good. But I don't. I never like. It's. I mean, a rhubarb pie is basically a little it's, bit of rhubarb and pounds of sugar. Yes, listen. That's what I was going to get into. Everybody's always. Oh, I love rhubarb, strawberry rhubarb pie. And oh, my grandma's, it's always my grandma's. I've never heard anybody say like, I make a strawberry rhubarb pie or a just rhubarb pie. Nobody makes it anymore because nobody needs it in their life. Your grandma's made it because they had to have something, right? Like Dirk was was hoping for this spring stretcher and now his life is being shattered. Well... Listen up, Dirk, because... Because Dirk, I can guarantee you, is a rhubarb guy. It seems like he would be. (laughs) Amy loves rhubarb. She loves rhubarb pie because guess what? Her grandma made a rhubarb that was great. Like a rhubarb pie that was great. I've had rhubarb pie. I've had strawberry rhubarb pie. And it's all horrendous. You add cups and cups and cups of sugar to this red celery. That's what it is. It is. It's a red celery, and celery's terrible. I don't like that. <laughs> it's I will a super cook. food. I do cook with it. it. It's a good aromatic. Rhubarb's not a good aromatic. It's just a bitter, shitty plant that nobody wants. It's a weed. It has a huge leaf and got a red-green stalk. 
and you cut majority of the stalk off and leaf off, and you, you're left with this little, little like five inch piece of rhubarb, right? Everybody's like, oh, yeah, let's chop this rhubarb up and put it in a bowl. You put it in a bowl, watch my grandma do it, put it in a bowl, and then you just add cups and cups of sugar, pounds of sugar, to make sure that you don't taste the rhubarb. That's the whole idea. We're going to put this vegetable in a pie, but we're going to make sure you don't ever taste it. It's just the filling, and we're going to make it like we're going to cook it down long enough to make it this gelatinous goo. And everybody says, oh, I love rhubarb. Turk said, oh, go put your butter back in the fridge. No, I've been keeping it out. And my butter dish, it works a lot better in this spring and summer, turns out. Keeps it softer. I haven't had a butter issue in a long time. Listen, Dirk, if you go outside and and you're going to rip off a nice piece of rhubarb and chew on it, I'd love to see a video of that because not a single human being isn't it, uh, that isn't starving You can't to eat death. it raw, right? It's poisonous, isn't it? I don't, well, that sounds even more dumb. Isn't it a nightshade or something? It's not a nightshade. No, it's not. But it, it, there's something to deal. Like if you eat the wrong part of a rhubarb plant or something, am I wrong about that? I think you are. It's just terribly bitter and gross. It doesn't taste good. That's, that's the problem with it. And it is like celery in the fact that it has those strings. Like, you got to pull all the strings out of it. Uh, rhubarb leaves contain high amounts of oxalic acid, which can cause health problems when eaten in higher amounts. Symptoms of toxicity include mild gastrointestinal symptoms, mm-hmm. as well as serious problems such as kidney stones and kidney failure. Jeez. Okay. Don't so eat rhubarb don't leaves. Don't eat rhubarb. I just the stalks are totally safe to eat though. It blow well, yeah, okay. The leaves do that, but everybody eats the stalk. Yeah. Either way, I think it's terrible. I just don't know why people like it. I mean, I like pie. I like all kinds of pie. All pie is sweet, but normally it's sweetened by a fruit that you enjoy. You would enjoy to eat it on its own, like peach or apple. Like a lemon meringue. Oh, I love lemon meringue. Who doesn't? Key lime. Love it. It's my favorite. Like most people enjoy all key of these Key lime things. pie. Love it. Key lime's not one of my favorites, but I will eat every piece you put in front of me. Because guess what? It's meant to be eaten like that. Rhubarb is meant to be eaten by deer. You put it out to have deer come around, and you can watch the deer eat that bitter shit plant. Like, it's <laughs> awful. Oh, I get more aggravated as I talk about it. Uh, purposely requesting rhubarb pie for my birthday dinner dessert this weekend just to stretch Cherry Springs to the point of breaking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They are stretched beyond compare. But beyond. happy birthday, nonetheless. Yes, happy birthday, Nolan. He is checking 34 years old. He's 34. the same age as me. Wow. Wow. I'm older, actually. I turned 34 last month. So, uh, Young buck. A young buck. As they say, a young buck that likes likes to eat that shit rhubarb <laughs> out of the field. Well, that's a good spring stretcher, I guess. Um, rhubarb cake, rhubarb sauce on ice cream. I don't know about any of that, but I just I, no. I find nobody it, does. That. I find it tart myself, but a bit tart. It is tart. It's very tart. Sorry, I'm adjusting levels here. I think we're 
it's redlining. So it's absolute junk. And by that, by redlining, um, we're gonna have a whole new setup come next week, guys. By the by, super exciting. We got a Rode Rodecaster Pro. We do with Rodecaster Pro. I've wanted automatic uh, leveling of gain, right? Yeah, it does automatic everything. Gain leveling. You, you set your you set, set your it microphones. And forget it. And yes, it's like the rotisserie, or what is that? Uh, set it and forget it. I don't it, was, know. it was a rotisserie that you had on your um, countertop. It was in an infomercial. Infomercial. Set it and forget it. Uh, yeah, it was. Showtime rotisserie and barbecue. Yeah. I remember seeing Dude, it. Dude, I want one of those. My grandparents amazing. bought one. It it's was not, a Ronco. It's not that great. Oh, really? No, I mean. It looks like a toaster oven that spins. J- it did just fine for one chicken. You ever notice how all, all infomercial cooking products are toaster ovens? Of some degree. It's all convection. Yeah. I mean, we have an air fryer. Um, there's two kinds of people in the world. People that live and die by air fryers and people yeah. that don't. Um, it's all we cook with, generally. I've never had one. I have a convection oven, and it does the same thing. I, that's fine. The only problem... We and cook the reason basically I'm, everything in that air fryer, and it is just a convection oven. I completely understand that, but it's so damn convenient. And I got like the biggest one they make, that's so you can actually put a ton of food in so it. So that's what I was gonna say. Is like the difference is is your your convection oven that sits on top of your countertop um, heats up a hell of a lot quicker. Than Very my fast, yeah. Convection oven. It takes forever. My I don't know what it is. I think it's an LP thing. Um, I don't know. It Takes forever. Love that thing though. I like it. I like convection. But Jerry, I also have a spring stretcher. I would love to know and I, because I just, you never do. I never do. You hate everything. I, but you never have a spring no, stretcher. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, you do. Um, I can't. And this is going back to um, ag. Ag in the classroom? No, it's going back to the agricultural world. Okay. I cannot deal with ag social media anymore. Specifically Facebook. Okay. How so? Uh Please tell. So over the last years, I've joined um, a lots of different ag groups, like mm-hmm. to look out for equipment or different things that I might want to purchase or or get some ideas. And there are several that I'm uh, uh, following. The one that just jumps out first because they're all annoying, mm-hmm. but the one that jumps out to me first is a group called Spray Kings. Oh, I've never been on this one. And it's like a group for people that spray. You know, it's real bad. Farm hats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't go on that one. <laughs> uh, Spray Kings. Uh, this one, I just can't. I can't deal with it anymore. It's basically just pictures of people. or It's basically just pictures of people that put, like, the blue LED lights on their sprayer booms. Oh, that shit's hot. Or squirt Dawn dish soap into their spray tanks. That's a surfactant. <laughs> it's to, uh, apparently, it... Isn't that what it is? Apparently, the reason why they do it is so that atrazine, atrazine is like concrete, basically. Yeah. And it settles out and like plugs the strainers and all kinds of things. It won't stick to anything. And I'm just, and it's always like pictures of people's like gigantic setups and like, look at my tender trailer that I built and like my $5,000, million sprayer that I got. I I, I just can't deal with it anymore. And it's not just that group. It's every single ad group that's on Facebook because it's yeah. 100% this unbelievably expensive, ridiculous equipment. So 
it's basically um, like a, how do I say this appropriately? Like a wiener measuring contest. Yes, that is what all Facebook ad groups are. And it's always like, it's like um, you can just tell when people work on farms or work for co-ops, yes. but aren't farmers necessarily. They're not farming at all. And, and also, you can take, you can get a picture from anywhere on the internet and post it anywhere on the internet you want. Well, I don't think that's what's going on. You could do that, though. Well, and yeah. People do do that. I guarantee you people do that. There's a guy that probably doesn't work for a co-op and went to a co-op and took a picture of their sprayer and was like, yeah, spraying with this rig today. I guarantee you that happens. I don't know. All of those just, sites. And I, I don't want to come across as like, like jealous. You're not a BTO. I'm not a BTO, and that's fine. It's just obnoxious. It's gotten to the point where everybody that's posting these things on there is obnoxious. And you can see it in the comments because people are constantly making hilarious uh, little, little quips in the comments. Ooh, quick. Quickie Quickerson with his quick quips. Yeah. Um, Dirk said, my sprayer costs as much as the tires on their sprayer. <laughs> so it's really funny. I had this, uh, I, I've been looking at this well-used sprayer. Mine also is a very, very cheap, 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 cheap sprayer. Yeah. Like as cheap as you could possibly oh, yeah, buy a sprayer. As cheap as you can get. Um, but I've been looking worst. at this like well-used one to get. So I've been asking around, and I called this guy up in Canada that makes a lift kit for it. Because, Canada. Because I want to be able to spray corn. Tall Quebec? Corn. Ontario? British Columbia? London, Ontario, actually, is where he's from. Mm, I knew it was Ontario. So I talked to him. He's like, yeah, you know, you buy this lift kit, and it'll give mm-hmm. you five inches. I'm like, great. I need that. But I need, like, a lot more than five inches. He goes, yeah, 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 but here's what to do. You buy this set of tires. And it gives you another five inches. I'm mean, like a new set of tires and rims for a sprayer. And he's like, yeah. He's like, it's only about 15 grand. I'm just like, let's end this conversation Wait, whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. That's more <laughs> yeah. than I paid for my current sprayer. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> now you want me to buy $15,000 worth of tires just to get five inches of clearance? <laughs> And I still need your equipment, which is going to cost X amount of dollars to get me the other five inches that I need. Oh, boy. So how many inches do you need to get above your corn now? Um, I thought you could spray with the sprayer you have. I can. I have a John Deere 6000, 1988 John Deere 6000 three-wheeler yeah. trike. That's a trike, yeah. It's got converted. It does have larger tires in the back. We put 6,500 tires on it Okay. to give it a little more oomph. oomph. Yeah. And it's actually taller than my 6,500. Which is a four wheeler, so that doesn't even work. it wouldn't even work to begin with. But that was Gary's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it has seventy eight inches of clearance. That's six feet. Yeah, more okay. than six feet, right? No. Is it seventy two? I don't know. Oh yeah, six six. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Um, and this sprayer, which is a John Deere forty seven twenty, with the lift kit. Wait, you got a different sprayer? No, the one oh. I've been looking at oh. with the lift kit and with the fifteen thousand dollar bigger tires. Is only seventy inches of clearance, or well, seventy. I mean, that doesn't. Make and it's sense. still. That's why what would I mean. You get, I'm like, why would you even get? To, I don't. <laughs> like the forty. What is it? Forty-seven twenty. What's the base height of that without the sixty? Tires? I think sixty. 
inches. So you're 18 inches higher th- than that with the sprayer you have now. The 1988, yeah. Okay, don't get that. <laughs> it's, what you need to do is look at a different sprayer. I can't, you know, than that. there aren't that many. There isn't a lot. They make a lot off the showroom that are bigger than that. Yeah, get the biggest a lot of five hundred thousand dollars sprayers. Get the biggest Hagee they make. I'm gonna get a Hagee, but they're only still about seventy inches. Not no no no. They get, mm-hmm. they get higher than that. The big boys. Oh yeah, the big boys do. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you to mm-hmm. get. Yep. I mean, just pull out that pocketbook, Chris. It's not hard to do. Anyway, my point is, it has nothing to do with uh, expensive equipment or big equipment. It just has to do with people that are posting shit just to showboat on Facebook and it's obnoxious. I'm, Listen, I'm it's the same it. as like the whole stay at home mom game. Like there's a whole stay at home mom game that does the same thing. It's the same thing. It's what the is the same that? game? What is the stay at home mom game? Oh man, they post pictures to show like how great their life is or like I Oh yeah, that's the problem with social media. I work out all the time and I have perfect children that never make a mess in my house and my house looks perfect and my husband comes home and we do the greatest things on the weekend and we like to ride motorcycles you know like crazy things like that nobody does in their lives like nobody does these things in their lives and everyone is miserable but those people aren't miserable ever like you know what i mean like at some point i'm not saying everybody's miserable all the time i'm saying people get aggravated and are miserable at some point in their life, right? These moms that make social media their game are never that way. They're always perfect. And it is destroying America. It destroys every other person in America that can't live up to that status. Because nobody can live up to that status. Because it's fake. Because it's 100% fake. It's created. It's a character. I mean, they some aspects of what they put on Facebook or whatever Instagram or whatever may be true, but the curation of what they put on social media is just destroying people that are trying to come up. Like, think about like a single mom, right? A single mom that's just trying to like be the best that she can, and she gets on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat. And she sees some friends or people that she don't even know. And she's looking at what they do. And it looks like they have tons of money and they can do whatever they want. And they eat don't just shoving their face with donuts, but yet they're still 120 pounds. She's like, I ate like a can of Campbell's soup yesterday and I gained four pounds. This lady's eating six donuts in the morning and having a steak at night. And I can't keep up. And then she's got all these flowers planted and her house looks great and her kids are clean. My kids look like little cave animals. You know, like it's a problem. Like that's a real problem that affect people that don't understand that it's a game. Yeah. Like it's a complete game. You got really heavy with this, but you're right. I know, I know. It's a problem. And I was talking about farm stuff. Like it's the same with farm stuff, but it is a huge problem. Anything on social media is completely fake. Do not believe the majority of it. The people that you are close with, yes. I mean, you know their lives because you're already close with them. But the people that you're not close with, that you're just friends on on social media stuff, you know, I've got 
a bunch of friends on social media that I never speak to. And I literally avoid if I see him in Walmart or wherever, if I'm out and about, like I will literally make my way around because I just don't want to have the conversation. It's not because I don't like them. It's just because it's like, we don't actually know each other well enough to have this conversation. Like right. awkward. Oh, hi. Yeah. Saw your post. Don't care. I don't want to do that. So those people like quit worrying about what they post or quit worrying about what their life looks like because it's fake most likely. And I post things all the time that are fake. Like I post things that are a joke, a hundred percent a joke. Well, it doesn't even have to be that you're doing it on purpose. You're only going to post stuff. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't like you're going to video po- of me and Amy having an argument. Like, listen, to, <laughs> listen to this shit. Like I don't, nobody does that. And if you do, well, that's sick. Like, you got a real problem. Like, stop that right away uh, because you're going to get divorced like, right away if you're married. But yeah, you're right. People don't post things that are terrible unless, unless they're seeking attention. Unless they're attention seeking. Yeah. That's a problem too, though. People that are always, everything's always There's terrible. There's two sides. There's no they middle need ground. That yeah, you're right. The there middle, is middle ground. The it's middle just, ground are the people that you know that you're friends with, that you already know what's going on in their lives. And it's, you know, you, you just know what you're getting with certain people. But then, yeah, like I said, there's other people that run rampant on social media that are starved for attention and want you to either love them or feel sorry for them. Yeah. It's like those two. Those are the two that you see all the time. We just really just need to get rid of really the social annoying. media. As we put a podcast on social I know. media. It's not the same thing, though. I just, I yeah. want you to love me. <laughs> I want everyone to love me. No, it's it's difficult because I would 100% get rid of it if not for the fact that we do a ton of marketing on it, not just for our podcast, but for my right. business and for all of my businesses. And uh, it's a very helpful tool. And it is a method of creating a community around something that is very helpful i see i do still see more positive in social media than i can see negative and the only reason i say that is because i feel like i have definitely not more positive than negative no 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 i for you maybe but in the general sense no i completely agree way more negative you're right i'm saying destroying our country for what i want and what i need and what i get out of it I see more positive than negative because that's what I choose to see and that's what I choose to do. Like what we do on social media and what I choose to look at on social media is way more positive. Like, of course, you stumble upon things that are like super annoying. Like I don't want any part of that. Yeah, but there, you're well adjusted aspect. so you can make that decision. A lot of people can't. No, you're exactly right. I don't think social media is good for anyone. I don't. I do believe it should be gone. Like, just erase it from existence. Like, as if we never even knew it existed. Isn't it so weird? But it, that, it, that it will never happen. But isn't it... you ever think about this? That it's so much in, intertwined with our lives right now, it's hard to even remember that it wasn't there not that long ago. I do remember, and the only reason I remember times without it... it I guess this is a portion of time, like when it was first starting, but it was when I was deployed. Um, 
I used MSN Messenger to talk to Amy. Yeah, but that's just a chat app. Right. But that that was the only thing. Like yeah. Facebook was around, but it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Like we couldn't really access each other that way. So at that point, social media wasn't a thing to me at all. I know, but my point is that But that was fifteen years ago. If you but that's choose not, not to that. not use social media. I know a lot of people that just refuse to use yep, it. Yep. Do too. Um it doesn't matter that you choose to not use it. That's great for you. Mm-hmm. But it's affecting everybody around you. Whether you choose to use it or not, it's still affecting you. And it yeah, because it's it still affecting affects you because the people around you. Right. And they're it's affecting the way they're interacting and they're thinking about things and they're talking and there's discussions that are happening. And you might sit there and say, like, well, I refuse to participate and I don't care. Fine. But that's Partly just saying, like, I refuse it, to live in the real world. Right. Because that, that the real world, the world, and that is happening, and it's happening all around you, and it's affecting it's the way people live. Live. Live their entire lives. It affects everyone on the, how they live their entire life. And it may not affect you and I on how we live our lives, but there are so many people that are just a little bit more vulnerable or a little bit more... Um, I don't know, like just not able to critically think the same way that or persuaded easier, you know, like they don't want to believe they don't want to believe what's happening in their life or they don't want to accept what's happening in their life. So therefore, when they look upon a media like of people that they may trust, like people literally build trust in someone that their view on YouTube or Instagram, like if. You can watch a YouTube channel over and over and over again, and you can feel like you get to know somebody. TikTok, you can watch TikTok, and you feel like you get to know these people because of the video content that they put out because they regularly put something out. Is that anything different than what we're doing? I mean, no, I guess not. I mean, we, we, the only thing is, is like we have one show where we talk about things. TikTok and YouTube, you can, you're creating videos to appease people in a way. Like there are channels that are literally meant to do one thing. And it's like, if it's fashion or makeup or whatever it is, you can sway people to think a certain way, regardless of you living that way or not. So Dirk just said, I feel like I know you, Jerry. And he, he does. Because of the amount of time listening to the podcast, interacting on the podcast. So in a real way, yes. But I'm saying there are channels out there that are completely fake. They they live a completely fake life. I understand. For their so YouTube what you're saying channel. is they're, they're, they're creating a character that people love that they are not in their real life. So to me, this is one of the greatest benefits to podcasts and things like that we have access of social media that we have access to now. Like, you're able to build a community about whatever, about this podcast, about a charity organization, about a club, about a Spray Kings, yeah. where you post, video, you know, a community of people that have blue light sprayers and put Dawn dish soap in their atrazine tanks. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a good thing that you're able to create a community around something. And it's a good thing that we're able to have a two-hour show 
where we're talking to each other and other people are interacting and like Dirk and he he right. he says I feel like I know you you feel like you know him in a way that wouldn't I, have I, ever happened. Before. I literally know nothing about Dirk besides his name is Dirk and what he's told me. <laughs> right. But you get my point. Yeah. So yeah. that is a good thing. What you're saying is there the there's positives and negatives and the negatives are there are people that will abuse that system to yes. um be fake. Yes. That and, create that create and they're creating stuff literally image. for clicks. Mm-hmm. And by creating something for clicks, you're creating um I think the majority of YouTube, like the big It's the same issue YouTube with the people. media, right? It's the same issue yeah. with uh the headline media. Like yes. so it is a bit, bit we gotta address some of this stuff though. Dirk says new homework, post the next fight with your spouse. Yeah, that's what made me smile. I was just smiling at that. Listen, that is something I love it. I would love that's to do. real life though. <laughs> no, I would love to um, do it. There but is a lot. Maybe like, too personal. There is a lot of fights with spouses, and I think everybody's in that same situation. But there is a lot of people that pretend like it doesn't happen. Oh no! I mean, it happens all the time. I would love to be able to record that and it not be forced because I feel like I'd be like, all right, I'm ready for a fight, and then I'd get ready and like put a phone up or cameras around, and then force the fight about something I wanted to talk about just so that you guys could see it. <laughs> But that's not real. You know, like that's not a real fight. A real fight would be probably too personal for me to it's so put on. Fights with spouses is so it's such a weird thing, right? We talked about it the other night. It's not that weird. It is though, because Why? there's dynamics to it, right? Well, of course there is. There's there's two sides of it, and you both have a I, so me and you had this discussion the other night at baseball. You know, me and Marley were in a fight yeah. uh Monday. Um, and I said to you. I said, yeah, it's just been a shitty day. We're in this like long running fight. It was a miserable day. And like, um, what did I tell you? I'm like, I was being an asshole. Yeah. Like I was being an asshole. You did say that. But I also feel like I was goaded in certain ways. But I took that and like pushed it way over the edge of what's acceptable. Right. You knew that you were at fault for a lot of what was going on. Yes. But it was also like because of the situation that could have been avoided. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's weird how there's a dynamic there. And then like nobody wants to back down or then like everybody ends up backing down. So the fault is shared in most arguments. Most most. Not all, but most arguments, the fault is shared at some point. At some level, right? Like it may start here and it's their fault, but then you do something because of what they've done right? that then shares the fault and then it just keeps elevating. Yeah, yes. it goes back and forth like a ladder from there on out. I am, I am always at fault for something happening that makes me real angry or aggravated. And then I will always send a passive-aggressive text. Oh, I do that, too. It's I am terrible at passive-aggressive texts that need to stop. I can't stop myself, though, because if we're not face to f- I can't stop myself from speaking. Like I, <laughs> I talk a lot all the time, and I need to stop myself from speaking. My problem is, is like if somebody's not around me that I want to argue with, I'm going to then have this ability for media 
and text them. Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, I'll get my point across now because you're going to know how I'm aggravated, but yet I'm doing more work than you. And then I send that text and it's always a failure. It makes me look like an idiot. <laughs> Dirk said he's having one right now. Hey, that sucks. If I were you, I would just stop. Have you introduced her to Snarf Talk? <laughs> or him or whoever you're having an argument with? So passive aggressive texts are definitely a problem for me. The other problem for me is that um, I feel like in most circumstances, I'm a really good arguer. So I'm able to yes. manipulate an argument and like there's always a point where you re- recognize that either A, you're at fault mm-hmm. or but you see the doorway out of it. Right. <laughs> right. So then you just start striving for that door, reaching for that door like I can get there. Yeah. Somehow I can get there. My biggest... And it's manipulative. Here's the dynamic between Amy and I. Amy is very reserved and kept to herself. And even during arguments, this is the way she is. And I am way too outspoken and way too forward. And I'm aggressive in conversation most of the time and in arguments. So I just constantly... Just barrage, barrage. No, like if we're in in the midst of an argument, I'm not necessarily needling. I'm just starving for information. Like I want to know what you're mad about. I want to know why you hate whatever I'm doing or are so you can refute it. So I keep. I just but that's why so you can refute it. It it probably is. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. That's the problem. That is exactly it. That's what I do. But I can't stop speaking. So I just constantly like barrage with whatever I want to talk about. And then I'll sit there and I'll wait and I'll be like, like ready to go waiting, waiting, (laughs) waiting. And you still don't say anything because Amy won't like, she will literally not speak during a, an argument and just wait. And then she'll just say like one thing, but that's infuriating to you. Oh my gosh. Is it so infuriating? (laughs) And then that's when I just start like barrage of what I want to say again. And then I wait and it's thought process though. Like my thought process, I've like, I'm like an ADD kind of person, you know, like I'm just very fast and want to speak. Amy is very reserved, like I said before, but she's thinking through and like putting together her thoughts to say something that is very concise, smart, better than what I'm going to say, and like factual. I throw out like what ifs and well, if you had done this. Oh, I don't do that. I I'm, do it I'm all more, the time. I'm probably I'm just like I'm probably more like Amy then. Oh, I'm like respect. it's like word soup. I just blow out. I'm everything. always trying to find like the logic. I am not a logical person. And that's infuriating to some people. It's very infuriating to me. <laughs> I can't handle it. Like, like I I'm always thinking through, like, if A, then B, like the logical yeah. progression of things. Amy's already got the answer before I've ever said it. And it sucks. <laughs> Uh, Dirk said, once you commit, you got to see it through. There's a certain no, aspect right. to that. I mean, there is. And, you know, as much as there shouldn't be, it's the way it works. And 
It I, is the way I, it works. I tell people this. Um, I've heard a lot of other people, a lot of people in my life that have had relationship problems that have been like, all right, sorry about that. Uh, we are back with our stream. More video delays. I mean, what is the deal with this video? Our line? iPad died. I plug it back in, and now it says it's at 68%. It's a garbage iPad. It's like 150,000 years old. We're going to be using Patreon funds to buy a brand new That's iPad Pro. I was just going to say. We're done. We're not dealing with this anymore. Listen, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers that have given us the funds to be able to do something like this because we do need to update a lot of our equipment. Like a lot of equipment we have, we've needed to update, and this is the one like linchpin that needs to be updated, and I think... Uh, we needed, needed to thank you for that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I was in the middle of talking about... Um, we were talking about fighting with your spouses. Yes, and you said you know a lot of people that have situations. Yeah, I don't remember what I was talking about, to be know. honest with you. Um, I think we just move on from that topic. My point was just going to be something along the lines of... I don't know. I honestly I don't remember. So that it's, it's really healthy to have arguments. Well, I absolutely think. it is. Like, of course it is. I've always seen and heard and read like uh the relationships that never argue, never fight, always agree, end up failing. The people that fight and argue and like you get over like their angers or issues or whatever they're dealing with like day to day those are the relationships that always end up working because you're actually saying like i don't like this or i can't do this you know what i mean like something that you've done aggravates me or whatever what i've done you know aggravates you whatever it is like and you work through that stuff the people that don't ever talk about that or don't ever do it like it just boils to a point where it's like, well, I'm not going to live with you anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I understand there's like all kinds of situations and I don't begrudge anybody for doing whatever they want, but my perspective yeah, there's tons on, of different situations. On relationships is that like your when you choose to be in a long-term relationship with somebody, um you, there's no it isn't about um it, it you have to there's compromise, there's dislike, there's... You have to be realistic about it. And, I, you know, people will say like, oh, you know, well, I don't love this person anymore. Well, th- that doesn't mean anything. No. So love isn't like really a thing. It's not a tangible quality, right? Um, so it's, it's like an objective thing, right? I mean, for sure, it's a state of mind. Yeah. And it's a perspective, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So, like a perspective. You know, it, it it is it's it's really complicated. And absolutely to expect in a relationship to be in love all the time. And I'm just gonna put the put the groundwork out here and say uh, everything that I'm saying has no bearing on my relationship because <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. But no, the point is like to expect to be in love with somebody forever is ridiculous. You're okay, you're going to be in love, out of love, but again, no, the uh, word is meaningless because No, I think there's a difference. I think love encompasses all things. It com- encompasses a lot. So I I believe when you're in a, a long-term rela- relationship, 
you are, it's more about companionship, right? It it's is. more about building a life together, right? Yes. yes. All of those things are encompassed in love, but people don't give them the credit they do. All they think about is attractive, you know, attraction and sexual stuff when they think about love or like a certain like uh, innate feeling that they can't really describe. But the reality of those is a lot reality is that's a lot of that stuff is in your own power and it's perspective. It's your perspective on things. So it, it, it is a lot of perspective and perspective and love, I think go hand in hand in the way of when you, well, it's about expectations. What are your expectations? No, I don't think, no, you can expect something out of someone and constantly let down and still love them. Well, my point that I'm kind of building to um, on that, and I've, I've had, had this belief kind of for a long time, is that I think people get really confused by the concept of happiness, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, people say, well, I'm just not happy. Love and happiness are not the same. Well, and, and they don't, and, but, pe- they, but let's, focusing more on happiness, people say, oh, they, I'm, I'm just not happy. And I go, okay, well, what are you doing to remedy that mm-hmm. other than blaming other people? Okay, that's one thing. The second thing is, you're not meant, if happiness should never be a goal for a person to have. Because, well, not, not, not necessarily. Like Again, happiness can be a goal, but it's, but it's not a it's, thing. It's not a tangible, attainable goal. All right. So happiness in itself should not be a goal. All right. It's a middle. Right. You need to have. A, it's a form of existence. You have to have um, a certain amount of security in your life, and you will experience happiness. And you will experience sorrow. And if your goal, if I say to you, if somebody walks up and say, what's your what goal in life? We, we've talked about this before where happiness is something that you attain after like doing something. Like, but your life, you live at a certain level, right? Like you're just living life. Security, um, being companionship, yes. building something. It, but you need to be experiencing happiness. You experience happiness, you experience sorrow, you experience anger, and it's... But you can't experience happiness if you don't experience sorrow. Correct. Because you don't understand what those things are. They're not tangible qualities. Inside out. So when people say, when people say, uh, what do you want to do? This or that. I just want to be happy. My goal is to be happiness. Well, then you have created a, a bad situation for yourself. Because, because you're never going to live yeah. up to that because it's unattainable because that's a moving goalpost. It's always going to be moving. That shouldn't be your goalpost. Maybe, uh, maybe financial security should be your goalpost because that gives you the groundwork to experience happiness. Money will never give you ha- happiness, Chris. I never said money will. I said financial security will, and it will. Uh, or yeah. having a... But again... Um, when somebody says as part, as part of a relationship, oh, that person doesn't make me happy. I go, well, it's not their job to make you happy. It's your job to make yourself happy. Absolutely. Um, so, and they might say, well, to make myself happy, I need to not be around that person. Mm, 
not necessarily true because your what are you doing to make yourself happy because it's right. a state of mind right what's your attitude are you approaching your everyday life with a positive attitude mm-hmm. are you approaching your everyday interactions with the that person and everybody else with a positive attitude that's one are you exercising are you eating well are you financially secure are you doing what you need to do are you organized are you mm-hmm. sleeping too late are you going to bed too late do you do are you too much? using substances yeah i mean these are things you need to work on or a person needs to work on to get that base level mm-hmm. to then experience the ups and downs and I think people get really confused because they look to the outside world to fulfill their needs. But it's not, it's never going to, and I'm it's, not going to say. It's 90% internal. It's never, they're never going to be satisfied. If you're looking to the outside world to fulfill your needs, either it's never going to happen or. It'll be very temporary. Or your needs are wrong. Well, but you can <laughs> find, you can find something that will make you happy for a very, like, finite time right like you can find something on the outside world that will soothe whatever pain you have or make your happiness elongated and that might be drugs it might be alcohol it might be shopping yes it might be facebook and that's what a lot of people do and that's what we all see in our in our daily lives is that social media makes people happy at certain points because they follow people that make them um feel a certain way or yeah, they go shopping, go to Target, go here, go there, and they buy things, and that makes them feel good. And then because it does, literally chemically, it does give you a dopamine response. Absolutely. All I of these things. Freaking do. love buying stuff that I want on Amazon or Sweetwater. Yeah, um, things like that. You know, like it makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, like when you're talking about love as a whole, you can't expect all of those things to be what love like you can't expect love to encompass everything that makes you feel good right love encompasses like the bad like the good the in between the everything yeah. like it's literally everything you are going to not like each other on certain days absolutely you will not like Those each other those are the downs but that doesn't necessarily mean you're not in love and when you don't like somebody because of what's going on in that day, it doesn't mean you're not in love. It means the outside world and everything that's happening in your life is affecting you. And, and it affects the, you. It affects them. But you don't know how any other person is thinking. And the truth is, again, that love is a completely abject uh, thing. So I've heard other people that I've talked to, uh, friends of mine, that have said, yeah, I that agree with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That, it, that would say something along the lines of, you know, a marriage is a commitment and it's about building a life together. They agree with what we're talking about. And they'll say, you know, I, I will love my spouse for years and then there might be a period of a year or two or years throughout our relationship where I'm not in love with that person. And then later on, I'll be in love with that person. And again, I understand the sentiment they're trying to put out and that... It's fine. And what they're saying is I'm committed regardless, and that's a good thing. Yes. My point is, though, like you, you're using an abstract construct to try and put words to something that don't need to be defined. 
No. They don't need that definition. You know, build a life. Be financially secure. Raise your family. Yeah. You know, because um, honestly, a lot of the stress of people's lives builds from financial insecurity. Oh, uh, yeah, a thousand times over. But I think but, a lot of that, a, a lot of ruined marriages, ruined relationships, a lot of ruined lives happen over money. I mean, all of it happens over the financial stuff. The sad thing is stuff. this is where it comes back to social media because financial security is a moving goalpost these days, right? Yeah. So, we, you know, people either don't understand or they're not willing to do what it takes to get to that point or well, they're the, overspending or they're not making well, that's, budgets. That's where it comes this, into you know? play is like you, and that's what I was talking about earlier is like you see certain people living a certain life doing something that you don't feel like you can attain or, or, or like have and you start spending money on things that maybe somebody's selling. Maybe somebody's got like that uh, a pyramid scheme where they're sending you hair care products and you get like free things, but you got to spend $150 in order to get this one free thing. And you're like, well, this hair care product is going to get me to a place where someone will love me or someone will find me attractive. And you buy it. Yeah. And you keep buying it and keep buying it. And it's way too expensive when you can absolutely buy something from Walmart that is just as good. I'm or not, something not, that not, yeah, sells not, American-made products. Yeah, I'm not pointing out certain <laughs> things. I'm just saying like people get into these routines where they start spending money on stuff or it's that, from oh, social media that bury them. This such and such. This friend of mine, oh, they're every weekend they're posting pictures of them on their boat. They're on the boat. They're yeah. on this boat. They're on the river. They look, they're having so much fun. Look how great their lives are because they have this boat. I need to have a boat. I can't afford a boat, but I'm going to go put one on it's gonna make payments for 20 years to buy this boat. Yep. And they're never going to use it. And it's not going to make them happier because happiness doesn't exist. It's an abstract construct. Well, I mean, happiness exists. It's just that it's a feeling. It is a feeling in a moment. It's not a from goal. S- it's not something that you. If you buy this thing, you're going to get that. If you're with no, this person, you're right. going to get that. But I would argue that you want to live in that feeling, right? I don't you think want to your feel goal in a... should be to live in the feeling of happiness because their life has ups and downs, and to appreciate a happiness, you have to have the balance. What is, what is the goal in life then? To like, Where is happiness to sadness, to contentment. Contentment is what we should be the goal. Right. Right? That's the, that's the goal. But in contentment, you can feel happy. Absolutely. But only in contentment can you yes. feel happy. And Well, I mean, other than w- without using outside forces such as social media or right. drugs. I'm not or saying that. I'm just saying like living your life, if you are absolutely content with the way your life is going. That's what you need to be. In the, yes. It, you can see in the future everything is good. Everything in the past is whatever the past was, but like where you're going and what you're doing right now, you are content with. Like I'm good. Yeah. Isn't that happiness? Again, I, no, I don't think they're the same thing. Like you can be content. I mean, and bored. 
you can be content and sad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, content is just a word we're using as a placeholder for like, I got like... I feel secure, I'm secure in what I security. need. Security. Yeah. Like, I feel secure in every sense of the word of secure. Like secure financially, secure... Emotionally. Emotionally secure, like safe. I feel safe. Like, yes. Secure in every sense of the word. Yes. Secure. That's content. That is con- sure. Every Friday, I feel content. <laughs> Every Friday, I love my Fridays. They're like today. Fridays are the best days. Yeah, I just love them because two boys go to school and you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah, that that is, and I'm on my lawn. That's like, yeah. love it. So I mean, I'm not saying that like happiness isn't a great thing. Yeah, of course happiness is a great thing. I'm just saying like if your goal in life is like I just want to be happy, you're you're never gonna find that because it's always taking it always takes something from the out. If you're well, in that mindset, that mindset means something from the outside world needs to make me happy. Whereas contentment is, I'm content because I have done what I need to do. To feel secure, yes, and content it's, in what I'm going on. And I feel like from secure, that position, security is the word we're looking for. I mean, I know we 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 say content and whatever, but um, I feel like secure is where it's at. You need to be able to look towards your future and go like, "I'll be okay," and look towards your past and say like, "I'm comfortable with all that baggage." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, Dirk, and from that position... Dirk had said eight minutes ago, he said, it's way easier to blame everyone and everything else. Yeah. And that is the Including one thing... your significant other. You have to get over. You have to, you have to understand that blaming other people and everything else... That means your spouse. It is yeah. not your oh, yeah, spouse's yeah. job to make you happy. And guess what? I'm not good at this. But it isn't. But I mean, it's I'm, your I'm, job to make yourself happy. Because 90% of that is a, having a positive attitude. If you are happy, you know, happy or feel secure or content, whatever we're saying, you're not going to do the things that displease your significant other because you already well, know them. Sure you are. To a point. I mean, people are always going to disappoint other people. To a point. But if you are happy and secure and st- in whatever you're doing... You're not going to do the thing that displeases them. Like I would know what displeases Amy. So I've had if this. If I'm happy and content, I'm not going to actively do that. I've had this uh, argument with people where they've said like, how can you really truly ever be secure if you say you work for a company and you're dependent on that for your income or say you have a business and you're mm-hmm. dependent on that for your income. You've got a lot of money invested in it. How can you really feel secure? Because you don't know that the future is not going to crumble. And to that, my answer is, can you feel secure in your ability that if sure. that happens, sure. you're able to pick yourself up and find yourself a new opportunity? And if you're not secure in that, how do you fix that? Yeah, you, you got to fix that first. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I understand. Barring apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And if you're freaking out about apocalypse, then you got other issues you got to deal with. Right? You right. know, because you shouldn't be focused on death. The liberals <laughs> are going to get into power, or the conservatives are going to get into power. It's apocalypse. If yeah. they, if Donald Trump stays in office, it's going to be dumb. If uh, Joe Biden, it's going to 
You can't. No. That's fake. Can't. It's fake. That's not real. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But that's a lot of what's well, going on right now. And that's oh, because and of that's, social media. And it's been over the last five years, six years. That kind of stuff has been going on. And I don't know. I, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. What I do know is that we're at an hour and 20 minutes. And I've got a little bit of news to go over. And you, we were going to do trivia tonight. So, uh, spoilers. We didn't talk about it in the beginning of the episode, which we should have. But um, we had an idea to do a trivia night where Chris and I are going to do trivia on... Tonight was going to be Star Wars. Um, and we're going to read trivia questions. We're going to try to answer them and see who wins. Um, you guys can participate as well. But what I wanted to bring up real quick is that nine years ago yesterday, you and I went to a Cubs and White Sox game with Howdy. We did. And it was, it was a time. It was, a, it was an odd night. It was an odd day, an odd <laughs> night. Everything was odd about this day. Wait, before um, we get into this story, I just want to give... Uh, Dirk's got a bunch of comments. Oh, does he? I didn't um, watch. He said, work is the key. Be it on yourself, your relationships, your job. You've got to put in the work. And yeah. that's absolutely... I think no, that's what we're driving at. Yeah, he's nailed um, it. It's your effort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know what you're saying. Like, we did an hour and 25 minutes of this, and that's great. But I feel like we, I I like. Oh, I love having it. a deep podcast. No, I love it. But I do want to get into this story. So let's snarf talk story time. It is story time. So <laughs> nine years ago, literally nine years ago, yesterday, the what would that be? The twentieth, May twentieth of two thousand twelve. It was before Grady was born. Before the uh, drought of the century kicked in yep before the drought of the century yeah <laughs> my um, first full year of farming it was on my own yes and you decided to go to a cubs white Sox started game out with a bang no we were done with everything because there was a drought it was dry as fuck oh i didn't know this yeah and your soon-to-be brother-in-law they weren't married at the time were they yes howdy and mandy i believe they were in 2012 yeah so that was the year I had my first child. I think I got married in 2010. The year after me? The shed wasn't there, and that shed got built in 2011. Okay, I had to have. Interesting. Anyway, um, so yeah, me and Chris and his brother-in-law, Greg, he was on an episode, um, Howdy Doody, I think is the name I of the episode. Remember. I don't know. He was on an episode, but either way... Uh, us three went to a Cubs-White Sox game. It was May 20th, 2012. And obviously during this time, it was, I remember, it was the G7 Summit. So for there was seven different governments that came to Chicago Yes, during this time. A lot of protests happened during it this was, time. It uh, was the Wall Street protest, the 1%. That's when it started. Yeah, 1%er stuff. Um, lots. Well, the 99%. That was the, it was the, that was the, uh, the yeah. protest. And we had nothing to do with that. We took the train 
up to Chicago. We did. We 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 got on the train in Joliet. Yep. Took it up to Chicago. Went to the game. Watched it. It was great. I think the White Sox won because of course they would. And then obviously we went to bars after that. And um a lot of mob activity, I feel like. Mob activity? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean so, huge mobs of masked people kept us into bars. Like do you no, remember? not that was after the bars. So we went to the Cubs game, uh, had some cocktails, went to some local establishments. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of our friends met us there, right? Yes. It wasn't Gary. Was Gary there, right? was there. Yes. He came to the game. Yeah. So we went to that, um, left this bar way past when we should have been there. Go back, get on the L. We're on this thing for like 30 minutes. Wait, wait, wait. Before all of this, we went to a, we went to a couple bars. Well, we were standing in a bar. And there was a whole mob of people outside. But, but when we even went to the game, when we got off the train and got in the L, remember oh, yeah, the people were in masks. There was throwing stuff in the streets. Everything was shut down. Yes. We're like texting our significant others. We're like, I don't know what's happening we here. <laughs> we were walking through mobs of people. But I remember being at a bar and we were like ready to leave. We paid and we're going to the door. And then a huge group of people in masks riot it was a riot yeah it was a riot going on and we they're like do not leave don't leave they were screaming at us so we just stood out there and watched this riot of people go by and then we just waited and then they went by and well we, we were left. drunk so we we're probably like i hope one of them comes up and fucks with us right <laughs> but then we went to another bar that was under construction do you remember this? no i don't remember that at all oh my gosh i remember it and I remember half of the bar you could access and the other half of the bar you couldn't go to. You and Howdy were at one half of the bar and I left and went on this like outside stairway, like wooden stairway. And I went up the stairway to the construction side and they had like tart, you know, like big plastic things hanging between rooms and I went over to this, this construction side, and then a guy yelled at me, and he's like, what are you doing over here? What, what, who, who are you? It's like, don't worry about it. General contractor. And I ran away down that stairwell, and I kept running down the stairwell, and I ran over to the other side of the bar, and that guy followed me and found me in the other side of the bar and kicked us out. <laughs> I don't remember that at you all. You don't remember any no, of that? no. I climbed over things to get to that side because I told you guys, like, I can get to the construction side. And everybody told me, no, you can't. You can't get over there. And I did it. And then we got kicked out of the bar. And then after we left there, we went to that sandwich shop. No. Okay. We got on the L. Well, do you remember the sandwich shop before we went to the L? No, that was after. Oh. So we got on the L. We're on this thing for like 30 minutes, maybe longer than that. Could have been longer. Going back to the train station, we have to catch the last train. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we were going to catch a train before, before the last, last train. One. We got to catch the 9 o'clock train or whatever it was. Uh, we're on this train for, hour, for like an hour, the L. Eventually, one of us looks around. They're like, we're in Evanston. We're supposed to be at like LaSalle Station. We were supposed to take the red line. And we, and took, we took the took brown, the brown line. line. <laughs> The brown line loops around Chicago. Yeah. We ended, we were literally like in Evanston. Yep. Um, so we figured that out, got back down there. We get to the main 
station. We just missed our train, and the next train was like an hour and a half later. It was the last train out of Dodge at like, like ten thirty at night. Yeah, it was. That's what I was gonna say. Ten thirty to eleven. Um. So we're like, oh man. Well, we. What are we gonna do? So we walk out in the street. We're like, well, I guess we'll go to another bar. Everything's closed. Yeah, everything. There is rioters in the street everywhere. Mm-hmm. People are throwing things. People have masks. Nothing open. Windows boarded. And you got me and Chris. <laughs> And a guy named Howdy just walking around having the greatest time. So we found this one little sandwich shop that was like a bodega. Yep. It wasn't even a sandwich shop. It was like a bodega. It was like less than a Quiznos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was like a gas station. It was like a Casey's, really. It was good. Uh, We got these disgusting sandwiches. They were good at the time. (laughs) We went back to the train station. We sat down in the train station, ate our sandwiches. Yeah. The only people in the train station were police officers. Yeah. The, we it, were they were awesome, Hanging too. out with them. At this time in my life, I was a smoker. Yeah. And I didn't have a lighter. <laughs> this and is the best. <laughs> go up, <laughs> and I asked this police officer, I'm like, hey, man, do you have a lighter? And he just... <laughs> He's like, he has like, do a, I? he has like a burlap sack with him <laughs> with like thousands of lighters in it. He just dumps them on the floor. He's like, take whatever one you want. He's like, I've literally confiscated all of these today. Take them. <laughs> and he dumped them out. And Chris was <laughs> hoarding all of the lighters just to light one cigarette. It was the funniest thing because <laughs> I thought he had a plastic bag. He handed you a plastic bag. It was, bag it was a plastic bag with like, a hundred lighters in yes. it. He's like, here, just take this. And you did. Yes. You're like, all right, I'll take that. And you took like a hundred lighters in a bag just to light one cigarette. And then I remember getting on the train and feeling terrible and falling asleep. Yeah. Don't, we all sobered up like in the meantime. I don't remember coming home from Joliet. I do remember sobering up because it felt like it was eternity. Not, yeah, it was forever. On the train from from Chicago to Juliet, it felt like my life literally went around twice. <laughs> yes. Like I had lived my life twice, and I am now back to Juliet. <laughs> it was like this was not worth it. Yeah, but it was worth it. It was a great day. I saw it pop up on my Facebook as well. I'll Did never, you? Yeah, and I never forget that day. It was great. It is. It is a day. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That was my it. first. That was like the world's first experience. It. With masked rioters. Yeah, it was definitely. Now it's common, apparently. I guess. (laughs) I guess I've heard of it before, yeah. Um, But like paramilitary gear. Yeah, they were like black, like dressed in black with black masks and hats and And then there's us walking down, Howdy with his tucked in button down flannel shirt. Yeah, I remember getting off the train when we first got there. I don't think it was a Sox-Cubs game. Yeah, it was. It was Crosstown Classic. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's why we went up there. It was the first one I ever went to. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. We went to the stretch. We did go to the stretch. That's a bar owned by uh, some Dwight natives. It is? Yeah. They, I didn't know that. Some people from Dwight own it. Who dat? Yeah. And Who dat? A friend of ours was a bartender there. Yes. That's why we went there. She lives in Hawaii now. But Really? Yeah. Oh. Has for years. Didn't know that. I don't know her really oh. that well. So. Well, I do. Sorry. 
Um, do you want to do a little bit more news or you just want to get it in the trivia? I don't think we have time for trivia. I don't think we do either. So we're going to bring that next week. We're going to have a segment, new segment, Snarf Talk Trivia. Snarf Talk Trivia. And the idea was we're going to have a third person here that was going to give the trivia questions and me and you were going to battle. Correct. But since we don't tonight, um... We had some trivia we could read without seeing the answers, and then you had to click yes. on the answers. But to, we'll to just reveal do it next them, week, and we'll get a third person here. Now I'm really sad. I was excited about this trivia. That's fine. We don't have time tonight. Oh my god. Okay. Well, uh, did you know Dave Batista is done as Drax? I've heard that. Yeah. And it's because James Gunn is also done. With Supposedly. Guardians of the Galaxy. He says he's doing a trilogy. He's only going to do a trilogy, and you're not going to get him to do any more Guardians. Dave Bautista said, Dave I won't do it without him. Yes. He said, I won't do it without him, and it's becoming harder and harder to be shirtless at his age. He did say that. He also said... He's 54. I read an article. He was one of the driving factors of James Gunn getting rehired. After, oh, yeah. He, after, had a, he threw a... Big fit. Like, yeah, and he brought the whole cast, and he went and met with them all personally. He's like, we all need to boycott, and they did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew he threw a big fit about um, James Gunn not coming back, or like they had a big problem with James Gunn, and he was like, I'm not doing anything else for any of you until he comes back, which at the time felt weird because I was... Wasn't a big star, yeah. Yeah, he's not a big deal. Like, why would Disney or Marvel or anybody care? I don't think they did, but he got Dave the rest Batista. of the cast in. He got Chris Pratt in. That makes sense. Yeah. As soon as you get Pratt Pratt. You got to get the Pratt. That's, I mean, I wouldn't throw him away. No. <laughs> he's a bona fide movie star. Yeah, it turns out he's worth something. But Dave Batista is now, too. Nowadays. He was just in uh, Army of the Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zack Snyder. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it yet either. Is it out? Yeah, it's, it's out. It's, it's on like Netflix. Ready to rock? Ready to rock. I need to watch it. Um, Let me see here. By oh. the way, we have some viewers right now, even at this late hour. Who is still, who's still watching? I know probably Dirk. Yeah, Dirk's still there. We got people. Yeah, I want to know who, who they are. Who are these people? Well, these type mysterious. It in the comments. We got a uh, Scottish man. We do. So I've seen a lot of things from the UK. Like it'll tell you, like the UK is watching, um, but you don't. It just encompasses all of those countries within the UK, right? Right. So you don't really see what's happening, and I see that the UK is watching. So Vic's still in Nolan. Vic's in Manica. Okay. Vic is going to be on the podcast next week. I forgot about that. He will be our trivia master. He needs to read it. If he actually comes. If that yeah, is last your real time name. He blew us off. Oh, I know. Anyway. Um, yeah. Scottish guy. His name's Nick. Um, no, it's not. His name's Joffrey. Is it for real? Well, it's it's either Jeffrey or Joffrey. <laughs> I don't know how he pronounces it. Okay. I don't know how else is Scottish it G? people. It's, it's, it's a G. It's yeah. Jeff. I texted you. It's Jeff. G-E-O-F-F. That's Jeff. It could be Joff. It's not Joff. 
You never know. No, Joffrey is J-O-F-F-R-E-Y. No, it isn't. Yeah. Joffrey in in Game of Thrones was with, was with a G. Okay. Just saying. My name is Gerald. Anyway. And it's a G. He has a podcast about beer. Uh, yeah. Um, he likes our podcast. Mm-hmm. He has a Kickstarter. He wants us to... He wants to be on the podcast. We may or may not do that. Worst case scenario, we're going to shout out his project. We're going to do that next week. But. Yeah, he's got a comic book that he's writing. Um, I need to look into it more. So does Chris. Vic he, said, not going to be on for a couple of weeks. We'll explain later. Dirk said, is he bringing any of that Bitcoin he keeps slinging? <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't bring it. It's any. not worth anything anymore. Bitcoin is. It's went down big time. Crashed. Crashed and burned. Bitcoin? The Chinese government said they will no longer accept or allow any banking institution in China to accept, trade, or do anything with Bitcoin. And the price... Well, that's pretty significant. (laughs) It has come back a little bit since then. Oh, interesting. Vic will tell you it's a buying opportunity, but we're not getting into it. Okay. Um, Either way, yeah, we have a Scottish friend. He wants to be a part of the podcast and uh, get on it. He has a Kickstarter, and we're looking into it. So, And he also has a podcast, so that's pretty cool. I think it's neat that we got someone to reach out to us, finally. From Scotland. We get some outreach. I mean, here. we've been waiting for a Scott oh my forever. Gosh. To be honest, I think we should have him on the show no matter what, just because of his voice. Yeah, that's true. I the don't dynamic like of interviews, his, though. Of his voice We did ours. one once. That's different, though. We didn't care for it. That's different. I don't, I Once, don't mind it. I don't mind interviews at all. Nolan says snarf coin? In a world. Can we make that? Yeah. How do, you, how do we make that? Listen, I'm a tech genius. I could do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm a tech genius. Should we says, make a snarf coin? Uh, absolutely, we should make a and snarf coin. And then just coin. like pimp it out to Dave Portnoy like nonstop? Yep. Snarf coin. Snarf yeah, coin. We should. I don't know how we support that or how you do it. I We're going to do it. I don't know. We're going to do it. Hey, Nolan, if you want, Nolan's a techie dude. If he figures it out, we'll give him a snarf coin, which is going to be worth a, a million snarf, dollars. A snarf coin. Well, <laughs> we got to figure out how it works. We'll give him a snarf coin. I don't know how that works. I don't know how it works. I'll give either. him a thousand snarf coins. They're meaningless. Or a percentage. Beginning. At the beginning, they're meaningless. Well, of course they're meaningless. It's not a percentage. It's like, okay. No, you can have a percentage of what is bought, right? Like a percentage of the... No, you can't. You just can own the coins or not. So we give them 10 coins. Right. Give them 10 coins. We take 10 coins. We make a maximum amount of 200 coins total. Okay. And we're billionaires. Yes, because the coin, <laughs> listen, yes, has a finite supply. So the demand will go crazy. Supply and demand, vis-a-vis, one coin's $100,000. Why is there a finite supply? I mean, it's snarf coin. It's infinite. Well, that's the issue. Well, that's the thing with Bitcoin. It's a finite supply. There's only so many Bitcoins that can exist. Why? Because it was set. There's a it's set, digital. No, there's a set number of Bitcoins. And you have to mine them. And once they're all mined, there will never be any more Bitcoins. What do you mine them from? What are you mining them from? It's a digital fake thing. You don't even understand how this works. 
So let's I not, don't. Let's not I, get I into just, it. This let's is not get stupid. into it. This is stupid. Bitcoin, there's so many coins. They're mined. The algorithm to mine them gets progressively harder the more and more mine, coins get mined. So you have to make, you're going to have to create a fake algorithm for It's not a coin. fake algorithm. We can just well, I mean, build it on the Ethereum platform. It's fine. Listen, my point is Dogecoin, which came out as a joke. Yeah. The idea behind Doge, Dogecoin is, is that literally it was a joke. And it was a joke because there was no limit on the amount of Dogecoins that could be produced. So at any time, the creator of Dogecoin can just make more Dogecoin. So you create more of that algorithm? No. They just release more coins. It has to be something that you get, though. Like a coin, you buy a coin, but they can you're release buying as many coins. What? On a coin, a, it's not a real coin. It's a digital coin, but what's any different than a dollar sign in your bank account online? You're not getting a dollar. Yeah, that's true. But the point is, how is that any different than the U.S. currency? They can just make more. Right, Bitcoin they do, is they actually do. limited. There's a limited supply of Bitcoin. There will never be any more Bitcoin than the yeah. amount of Bitcoin that they determined from the beginning was the maximum amount of Bitcoin. Hmm. That's what makes it valuable. Just but, like gold, there's only so much gold. And you have to mine it. We don't know how much gold Well, is. that's what I was going to say. Like You don't know how much gold if we know how oh, much Bitcoin... Nolan just said it. Scarcity brings value like gold. Exactly right. That's the problem with Dogecoin, is they can just make more because it's joke currency. I'm not saying But that. I mean, they can make more Bitcoin. The, no, they can't. Why? Who? Who says they can't? The can? algorithm that was produced only had was set for a certain amount of Bitcoin. Listen, okay, this is how it works. I'm just going to use random numbers. When they made the algorithm for Bitcoin, they said, there is 100 Bitcoin. The only way they can be mined is for computers to process this algorithm. The processing of the algorithm is what's called the blockchain. Mm -hmm. And in that algorithm, the computer processes that are happening are verifying the transactions of Bitcoin that occur. So there's a function to the algorithm. Security. Mm -hmm. So it's logging and um, securing the transaction. So when you pay me with a Bitcoin, the algorithm is saying, is double checking and rechecking and rechecking that you haven't paid another person with the same Bitcoin. Okay. You can only pay one person. Yeah, it's like a security number. Right, or... it's like that. Yeah. So as more Bitcoin get mined, the algorithm gets progressively harder and harder and harder and harder to solve. To the point now where it takes like years to mine one Bitcoin. So, so the miners that are in that are mining Bitcoin are doing it as a part of a collective. Hmm. So they're joining a group of miners so that if one miner gets the Bitcoin, they have to share it with all the other miners that are in their group. Yeah. Okay, you understand? So it will. Uh, they know when the last Bitcoin will be mined, but it's a long ways off because the algorithm just gets harder and harder and harder. So right now, if it takes two years to mine a Bitcoin, 
in a couple of years, it might take 10 years to mine a Bitcoin. And then it might take 100 years to mine a Bitcoin. You understand? Yeah. So the number of Bitcoin that they've created as the number have to be, it has to be huge. They just picked a number. But it has to be huge, right? It's not that huge. Well, people, there are people that have thousands and thousands of Bitcoin, right? Yeah, it's, it's th- 21 million. 21 million. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. Once they're mined, which should occur in 2140, wow. there will never be any more Bitcoins. So who is the leading holder of Bitcoin right now? Like who has the I'm most? I'm sure it's the Chinese government. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm sure it is. You're sure, but you haven't looked it up. I, I'm, I've heard it. I'm pretty sure that's right. They have huge Bitcoin mining operations, the Chinese government. Do you want me to look it up? Hydro, they built up? hydroelectric dams just to power Bitcoin mining warehouses. What? Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh it's a thing, man. Gosh. That is unbelievable. Approximately every 10 minutes, Bitcoin miners discover a new block. Every 10 minutes? Yeah, right now. But that's going to expand. It's always expanding. Right. Well, yeah, you said 2040 something. 2140. What? Yeah, that's it's 120 next century. Years. Yes, that's right. 119 years. That doesn't make any sense. In return for discovering a block, the miner receives a fixed number of bitcoins for their work, called a block reward. When the bitcoin first launched, the reward was set at 50 bitcoin. But the rewards have every 210,000 new blocks, which is every four years, roughly. Now a block reward has been, is 25 Bitcoin. So right now, if you mine a block of Bitcoin, you get 25 of them. They're worth roughly $50,000 a piece. Right. That's a lot. The most recent block halving occurred in May 2020 cutting the block reward to 6.25 Bitcoin. The Oof. next halving will occur in 2024. That's why it's ever increasingly difficult to mine Bitcoin. Right, so the price is going to go up as it's halved. Like, Not necessarily. Not necessarily. The price is independent of mining, right? So, But... The, the less price there are. is like the stock market, right? It's a commodity exchange. Yeah, people are moving them around. Buying and selling them. So mining them is kind of dependent. The value of a mined Bitcoin is just dependent on whatever the traded value of that Bitcoin is. But if the less, like less amount of people start mining Bitcoin, the more it's going to be worth. Well, more and more people are mining it. The problem is it's getting harder to mine. Right. And mining Bitcoin requires electricity. And the less computer you're going power. To, the less you're going to get when you get them. Correct. Like, That's why it makes it more difficult. So the more mine but the bl- mining blocks that you can join into are gigantic. Right? So you might be in a block with a million miners. Right. And if you're going to get 6.5 Bitcoin, that, a million miners. But they're worth 50,000 a piece. So now you're talking about, you know, you get the idea. Yeah. At, at a certain point, you're guaranteed to get a certain amount of Bitcoin from mining. It's just what, what are you getting? 0. 0.0000 
0.00001 Bitcoin yeah. per day, you know, it because it's an algorithm, sense. right? So it does make sense. The problem is it doesn't. It's getting increasingly more difficult to mine, and it's requiring more computer power, which Here's the deal. requires electricity. We're making snarf coin. We have to figure out how. We'll figure it out. You're going to do it tomorrow. Me and Nolan. With Nolan. Yeah. Um, Snarf coin. I like it. A goat? It'll be a goat? Oh, my gosh. It'll take off. I'm going to put it on Reddit. It will take off. Snarf coin. Goat coin. Whatever you want to call it. Snarf coin. That's what it is. Oh, no, I know. It's called snarf coin, but people are going to be like, I'm buying the goat. We're buying the goat. Yeah, the greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Portnoy is going to love it. You're right. Immediately, it'll jump from worth less than a penny to millions. Even if it's worth 50 cents from a penny, look how much money we just made. Yeah, I mean, that's 50 times. Yeah. What it was worth. That's a lot. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, here's another big deal. So you like AT&T, right? Not really. No, me either. Um, but you like Warner Media. Yeah. And you like Discovery? Uh, indifferent. Okay. Well, Discovery is a big company. Warner Media is a big company. AT&T owns Warner Media, which used to be named Time AT&T War- Time Warner. Time, Time Warner. Warner. Yes. Uh, AT&T announced a $43 billion deal to merge Warner Media and Discovery together. And AT&T is not going to deal with any of it. It's like basically telling Discovery to take over Warner Media. And we don't want anything to do with it. So they originally bought Warner Media, AT&T did, for like $85 billion. They're getting rid of it for $43 billion. But it's ending up, AT&T still owns all of these things, but Discovery is going to run it now. Like, they're not, AT&T has no so dealings So Discovery with is going to run Batman? Discovery is basically running all of Time Warner, or Warner Media, yeah. Um, Discovery owns, like, obviously the Discovery Channel, TLC, um, Food Network, um, things like that. I, I don't, there's a couple others. And then, obviously, Warner Media has HBO... Um, what else? DC. DC. There's more. Yes. There's a lot more with Warner Media. But anyway, they're combining. Com- Comedy Central? No, that's Peacock. Um, Either way, they're combining with each other. And what they're claiming. BET. <laughs> they do own BET. <laughs> okay. And MTV. I'm pretty sure. Um, but apparently, at this point, the president or CEO of Discovery is going to take over the entire conglomerate. Um, and the guy that's running Wardermania is probably on the out. Okay. Um, and the reason for that, like a lot of speculation, but what people have said, the reason for all of this happening and the reason why AT&T kind of wants to offload this onto somebody else to manage is because of the whole HBO Max releasing movie thing. Oh, like all of their deal when like new movies came out to you know the movie theaters they were going to release them live on HBO Max that had a huge like it's not happening anymore right 
No, it's for the whole year. For this year, but not after that. Not Originally, after 20... Originally, they were going to say it was forever. Right, but not after 2021, but all of 2020, 2021 movies are coming out on HBO Max yeah. that Warner Media has anything to do with. So it's a lot of movies, and apparently it didn't But also HBO Max is right. blowing up. Of course it is. It's huge. But what they're saying is... Each separate entity for their streaming services are reaching about 40 million people apiece. That's what they're saying. Discovery, like all of the Discovery channels, all of the Warner Media channels are reaching about 40 million people apiece. They're claiming that if we combine these together, they're going to reach over 400 million people. Wrong. That's what they're claiming. They're saying this. It's they're not saying happen. right now, if we if we put everything together, we're going to reach about 150 by the end of the year. But then they say going on. But now this doesn't take effect until 2022. Yeah, except that doesn't take into effect also that there's people that had both. So and also I know, but here's the deal. What you have to figure is that there is going to be one streaming service for Everything they have because there's Discovery Plus right now that has right. a bunch of stuff on it. There's HBO Max. There's. Yeah, but they're going to give us Discovery Plus on the HBO Max and they're not going to raise the price. No, no, no. There's multiple channels. So there's going to be one singular streaming platform from this conglomerate. Right. It's going to be HBO Max. It's probably going to be HBO Max. It is for sure. But here's the deal I already pay for HBO Max. I'm not going to pay more they're once gonna, they're discovered. They're not going to ask oh, for more money than $14.99. Well, that's true. They shouldn't. But HBO Actually, is always Netflix been so much. Netflix is up much. to $17.99 now, though. So. No, it isn't. Well, if it you have on the, how many TVs yeah, you watch. It, it is. I, I don't have that level of service. No. But if you either. have, and it's not even on, anymore, it's not on the number of screens anymore. I thought it was the number. If you want 4K, you're paying $17.99 a month. Why do you want 4K? Why does anybody want 4K? I don't, but some people do. That's silly. 4K doesn't give you anything different than 1080p. You can't tell the difference on a TV, even if you buy a 4K TV. You can't tell the difference. You can't. And also, eyeballs are shit. The 4K that you're streaming is compressed. And but they're fooling you. They're fooling you into something better. Your eyeballs can't tell the difference. Right. Stop. At, at a distance on a large TV. In anybody's living room. Are you sitting? No. You can tell inches? a difference in uh, Oculus for sure. Because it's right that's in front inches of your, from your eyeballs. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right. Are you sitting an inch and a half to two inches away from your TV screen? Well, of course not. No. Jerry. That's stupid. So don't buy 4K and quit living up to this hype. If you get into 8K and above, I'm sure we'll see a difference on a big screen TV. It just depends on the size of the screen, right? But at some point, so on there's, a movie only screen, one, there's only a, a, a finite capability of your eyeballs, like what you can it physically see. on right? the size of the screen and the, how close it is to your eye. A movie screen that you're sitting in the middle of a movie theater at, you want that in 4K. You will tell a difference between on a movie 1080p screen. and 4K. Okay. I can understand that because of the vast the like, size, size of the pixels. Of the pixels, yes. Right. So anyway, where are we at on time? Because we're out of it. Right? Uh, we're at an hour and fifty-five minutes. Okay. So that's it. Um, I have one more thing. 
Okay, we're not doing what you're watching. No, I don't really. Have we don't much. really have that much anyway. I started rewatching uh, season two of Harley Quinn. I haven't watched any of that. It's great. Um, I I started watching a show called Mayor of Easttown. Sounds terrible. No, it's with uh uh. What's the lady from Titanic? Do do do. Never let go, Jack. Do do do. Rose. What's Rose's name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. She's a detective in this town. Murders happened, I think. Um, I watched one episode. It's, I watched that new show. I started that show that has. Can the, I finish mine? That dude, the Hobbit guy in it. It's on Netflix. Nobody cares about Hobbit. He's an FBI informant. No, no. It's got the guy that played the Hobbit. Bilbo Baggins. It's, okay. It looks the awesome. The old guy? No, he was in Fargo, too. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that guy. That guy, yes. <laughs> okay. he, it's called Startup, I believe, and it's on Netflix, and okay. it looks really awesome. It's also got Adam Brody. He was great in, in Fargo. From the OC, so for David C. Top fans out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to dinner with him tomorrow. Um, well, thanks for the invite. Mayor of Easttown. It looked good. I watched one episode. I kind of fell asleep at the like three quarters of the way through. A lot of people told me it was really good. I'm going to watch it. Anyway, one more news article. Highlander. Did you ever watch Highlander? That will be only one. I watched Highlander all the time. My brother got me I into it I did watch big it time. quite a bit, but when I was pretty young. I was I very young. don't remember a lot of like... I mean, I understand I the concept of it. I've yes. seen the movies more recently. Um, I don't remember the lore, like the lore around it, like everything about I mean, Highlander. I, I've seen it. I understand most of it. I'm pretty familiar with it, but I'm not like a super fan. People hated the movies. Like it wasn't... It was like... See, all I really know panned. is the movies. Me too. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel too. I did watch the TV show on USA. There was a TV show on USA back in the day. And there I was? To, Originally, oh, yeah. it was just movies, right? Yeah, but there was a TV show, Highlander. Okay, I didn't. I watched yeah. that. Oh, yeah, there was. I do remember that, too. I watched that, and I liked that stuff a lot. I loved swords and cutting people's heads off. Yeah. And they did that a lot. They're rebooting Highlander. and Seems legit. I, I'm all for it. And it's the same guy that did John Wick. It's the same director that handled all of the John Wick movies. I feel like he could do a really good job with the whole cutting people heads off with yeah. swords. And guess who they're pinpointing for Highlander? Like the main character. James Franco. Not at all. He's outed. <laughs> yeah. He canceled. Yeah. He's definitely canceled. Henry Cavill. As, well, yeah, that's, I mean, he's the perfect choice. He looks good. He's already he's, the Witcher, though. He's so. the Witcher. And he's and already he looks said, good. Like, like he's hardcore The Witcher. Like of he's, he's real be, into it. But it's a different property. It's something completely separate. He came out with an article that said the like The Witcher is his way to continue to be Superman. Hmm. Because it gives him like negotiating power. It makes sense. Yeah. Now none of this what I read is not like set in stone. I'm just saying they are reaching out to him. And like trying to pull him in. And I say, don't think that he should do that. Be the Highlander because it's a very similar to like a Witcher it's, role, and I think that's why they're pinpointing him. And because it looks very similar with the gray hair and 
Yeah, and The Witcher, honestly, or, I mean, Highlander nowadays is not as big of a property as The Witcher. No, it's a reboot. Yeah, it's a reboot of a property that most people don't remember. From the early 90s. Yeah, so you're only targeting people that are 40 plus. Well, okay. I'm 34. And you barely remember it. So I remember it. Most people your age, our don't. age, Yeah, don't. don't even know about it. I'm all for that. I think it would be really great. I think he would do a really good job, but yes, I agree with you. I don't think that will ever happen. I think he's going to stick with The Witcher, and we'll see what comes. But I'm holding out hope that he will be Highlander because I think it'll be really good. He's I good think with it sword. should be Sean Connery. He's dead. Damn it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He's still alive, but very old i think it should be the dude that was on that show um the it crowd that's a made-up show no um you know the guy too he's great that's a made-up show no it's the not it a... crowd who would watch that somebody that's making chris o'dowd i think it should be chris o'dowd chris o'dowd is he uh irish yes I know that guy. Yeah, you do know. Yeah, I do know that guy. He's great. I, no, he's he, phenomenal. That should be the, the that's guy. That's not the guy that should be wielding a sword. Why not? He if Jim can't. Krasinski can be Jack Ryan, Chris O'Dowd can be the Highlander. John. Whatever. Krasinski. Jim was his character's name. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. I don't know. Chris O'Dowd. He seems like he's drunk all the time. What? He's so lovable. The way he talks. He's so likable. He's a very good guy. You don't need to be likable to be the Highlander. You need to be the guy that is only one. You, there can be only one. <laughs> Who's the bad Highlander? The evil one. I don't remember. I don't know either. Is that a question that was brought up to Look, us? Who could be the evil one is what I'm saying. Who could be... <laughs> Sean Connery is 100% dead, Jerry. <laughs> he is? Nolan said, yeah. When did he die? I think he, recently, like within the last year. I didn't think he was dead. I've heard about the Highlander <laughs> reboot, but I'm pretty sure it's Sorry, about a dude who is fantastic at landing aircraft during storms, and it was always super baked. Highlander. I get it. I think Nolan's super baked. Yeah. <laughs> You're... Humor is above mine because I didn't get that. Dirk says, I hear they're in talks with Giamatti. He could be the bad Highlander. He would be the bad Highlander because he's so angry all the time. He's an angry man. Kind of like me about rhubarb and hard butter. Bring it at full circle. Full circle. I think uh, we've reached our time. That's it. That's it. Next for... week we get a new segment. Uh Snarf Trivia. Snarf Trivia coming at you. We have what we've been watching Mm -hmm. updated. And like and share the podcast. Check out Snarf Homework. Snarf Homework. Uh, The Phantom is due next week. Yeah. Um, Like and share the podcast. Share it on Facebook and all those places. Patreon.com slash Snarf Comics is where you can support the show. That's how we buy the Road Podcaster Pro. Mm-hmm. And your new iPad. And probably a new iPad. So, because this one is legitimately garbage. Eight years old. It's done. It can't function. It won't even accept the new update. It won't do it. 
Oh, well, that's out of date. It's just like, no. <laughs> it told you, no, I'm not no. doing this anymore. Every time I turn it on, it's like, it the retired. update failed to install. And that's, I'm like, click the button that says, why? That's why says, I got a new computer. Because no. <laughs> that's why Amy got me a new computer, because yes. my computer would also not accept new updates. Yeah. So, for a Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. See ya.